Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Episode 23 of the Diamond in the Rough podcast finally coming at you. We uh, apologize for being gone for so long. I'm Sam Ostrowski here, uh, flying solo. And as I mentioned, we've been gone for a while. I've been extremely busy. I know Dan's definitely been extremely busy as well. Uh, between work and personal life and all that, you all know how that goes. So this is our, um, this is our, this is the comeback right now, starting here because 2017 regular season at least is in the books, gone, done with, unbelievable. I really, honest to God, can't believe that it's already come and gone. And the playoffs start tonight. I'm recording this uh, today. It's Tuesday. And the Yankees and the Twins play their wild card game tonight, which I'm super excited about. And then, of course, the Diamondbacks and Rockies play tomorrow. But a uh, couple things that I want to get into on this episode. Just you know what, this episode, I just want to talk in general, of course, about the season and just the unbelievable play that we saw from, of course, just around the league in general, but also from all the all the prospects out there, which is super exciting for us. We started this podcast. Uh, I can't I can't imagine that we started this podcast for a, a better season because you can argue with me all you want but I truly don't believe we'll probably we'll probably won't we won't see another rookie season like we did this year in a long time I mean I know it's a, it's a different day and age where where young players come up and they're ready to play ball at 21 even 20 sometimes. Uh, and they're, you know, they're ready to play with the big boys already. It's not like it was before where it takes as long because a lot of these guys are starting so young, you know, they're playing baseball at, you know, four or five years old or whatever it might be. Um, and they've been preparing for this all their life. So players are a little more ready. Uh, so like I said, it's definitely different, but I still believe that this season was just unbelievable. Of course, talk about the obvious. We've been talking about them all year. You know, the, the headliners of this season, rookie wise has obviously been Aaron judge and Cody Bellinger just because they're the power hitters and been bombing them out there. Aaron judge officially broke the Mark McGuire rookie record, which was set at 49 home runs. He ended up with 52 this season and 114 RBIs and ended with a 284 average and a 422 on base percentage. Uh, a damn good on base percentage, but of course he did strike out 208 times as well. So and we know his second half wasn't nearly the first half he had. He had an MVP first half. Second half, meh, wasn't as good. But, of course, he was still bombing them out there, and you got to appreciate that. I think Fangraphs came out. I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but I definitely haven't bookmarked uh, to read it because it was it was uh, they were talking about how Aaron Judge statistically was not good for the Yankees this season, essentially, in a, in a lot of different ways. Of course... A lot of people are going to argue with that and disagree with that. And I think just between the home runs and 127 walks on the season for him as well um, is impressive enough. Breaking records, you know, he it's it, it was uh, it was extremely fun to watch, you know, in the home run derby and just in general watching that big mammoth do what he does best at the plate. And we won't see anything like that again. That record, that 52 home run record is going to stand for years to come, I would imagine. 
And then, of course, Cody Bellinger finished with 39 home runs, 97 RBIs, a 267 on base, or average, excuse me, and a 352 on base percentage. Uh, I know the average dropped down for him. The on base percentage is still pretty good at 352. He struck out 146 times uh, with 64 walks and 128 hits, 26 of them being doubles. Uh, and he really helped the Dodgers, really, you know, obviously go on that. Uh, well, the, the second half, the, they went on a big losing streak, uh, which is why they ended with 104 wins, I'm pretty sure, when they probably should have finished with about 110. And then the Cleveland Indians, we know what they, we saw what they did too. Again, continuing talking about history just beyond the rookies. Um, obviously passing over 20, I mean, oh my God, over 20, um, an over 20 game win streak. And it's just, we're never going to see anything like this again. But I want to talk about the other guys. You know what I really wanted to mention? It's such a damn shame uh, if we're talking about the prospects and everyone getting outshined by Bellinger and Judge, but there was plenty of other good position players who came out and realistically could have been rookie of the year just about any other season. Uh, One of them, Paul DeYoung, we talked plenty about him. He finished with 25 home runs, 65 RBIs, and a 285 average, a 325 uh, on base percentage. He was incredible, and he would be considered a rookie of the year candidate any year with those kind of numbers. And, of course, how's about Josh Bell of the Pittsburgh Pirates? 26 homers, 90 RBIs, and a, let's see, I got it right here, a 255 average and a 334 on base percentage. A hell of a season for Josh Bell. And he finally, they were the, the Pirates were really hoping he would break out this season, and he definitely did, uh, which is awesome to see. And not so much out of their other guys like Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now, who we saw at the beginning of the season, then he got sent down. But uh, was playing well in the minors and AAA ever since. So we'll see what he could come up for next season. And then I've got to mention Matt Olson of the of the Athletics. He went on a hot streak near the end of the season, finished with 24 homers. Uh, I keep highlighting the home runs just because that seemed to be the name of the game for all these rookies. They came out swinging, and a lot of them had a lot of power behind their back. But then there was guys, again, under-the-radar guys who really helped their team this year. Um, how's about Aguilar? Of the Milwaukee Brewers, he played in 133 games to start, which is for a rookie to play in 133 games is good enough. And, you know that obviously that means he was an everyday kind of player. Finished with 16 homers, 52 RBIs, a 267 average, 331 on base percentage. I mean, not bad numbers for a for a start to your career at all. And he was definitely a help. The Brewers who are trying to win that division or grab a wild card spot. Obviously, they unfortunately didn't for themselves, uh, but they made a lot of moves. They they really impressed, and I think you know he was one of the guys who definitely helped them down the line. And um, then there's Devers of the Red Sox. I'm, I'm only talking about position players right now because that's uh, that was really where it was this year. For the 2017, that's what we're going to remember it as was the position player rookie year. Uh, the pitchers, not so much. I'll get into a few who had some, who found some success, but there wasn't nearly as much as there was on the position side of things. And then, of course, Reese Hoskins. Are you shitting me? <laughs> 18 homers in just 50 games. And uh, what did he have to start? I don't remember the numbers. It was something crazy. Um, quick funny story that you probably don't care about, but it's my podcast, so I don't care. Uh, I was at the gym watching Reese Hoskins, the Phillies play the Cubs as I was running and Reese Hoskins came to the plate. I think it was only, I want to say it was his maybe 12th game, 13th game in the majors, something like that. And he had already, he already had eight homers under his belt, which was incredible. And I was watching, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, that'd be awesome. 
if he just bombed one out right now, despite the fact that he's playing my team. And he did. He hit his ninth homer, and I was so into it. And I had my headphones in, and I was so distracted, I forgot that, you know, I was in public at a public gym. And I screamed, oh, that's nine! And I got so many looks from my left and to my right, and a lot of nasty looks from everyone in the gym. So, uh, But yeah, Reese Hoskins. He's someone to look out for next year, too. The whole Phillies organization, yeah, they were terrible, but we knew that was going to happen. Um, really liked what you saw out of Hoskins, and now they've got a lot to look forward to. And guys like J.P. Crawford as well, and they have pl- uh, a plethora of prospects they're going to really see next season. So uh, I'm really excited to see what they start doing. Who knows? Maybe they're the next Minnesota Twins. I highly doubt that. And, of course, what I mean by that, if you haven't heard, the Twins, who are playing tonight, for the officially in the playoffs, um, had a 100-loss season last year and made the playoffs this year, which they are the first team in Major League history to do something like that, which is incredible enough. Just to keep going down the names here, how's about the Padres guys? Manny Margot, not a terrible season for him. Um, and, of course, his, his counterpart, Hunter Renfro, ended with 26 homers. He was my preseason Rookie of the Year prediction. Uh, and, hell, maybe in a different season he would grab it. Uh, his average was a little down there, which, of course, people are going to look at at 231. He struck out maybe a little too much, 140 in a 445, 445 uh, plate appearances. But still, a pretty solid start to his career, and the Padres got a couple guys they're still looking, going to be really looking forward to. And moving on, and they, they talk about I'll, – I'll highlight a, just a couple of the pitchers here that um, – I thought we saw something from. I think Sean Newcomb of the Braves, he, people can argue with me what you want. He had 19 starts, um, managed to get 100 innings under his belt, which I think is extremely important for him, uh, important for any young pitcher to really get you know some of those innings, really to start building that tolerance for some of those innings. Um, finished with 108 strikeouts, not bad. He had a 4-3-2 ERA, nothing to go crying home about, but it's, it's not like his team was that amazing and talking about if we want to talk about a disappointing rookie how's about Dansby Swanson what happened to that guy Dansby Swanson hmm I was I was disappointed he he really did not come out six homers 51 RBIs a 232 average a 312 on base percentage that definitely has to be higher for him for someone who's going to be at the top of the lineup and 113 hits, 23 doubles. You'd like to see him more in the 30 to 40 range for those doubles. Um, so not a great season for Swanson. I'm not going to write him off yet. He's a number one overall draft pick, but you, you got to see more from him. But his counterpart, Ozzy Albies, um, when he got the call, played it. he managed to get 57 games under his belt. Uh, he performed a little better, though. 286 average, a 354 on base percentage. So Albies showing something, had eight stolen bases, got caught once. So not bad from him, but I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting side sidetracked here. I gotta go back to the pitching. I gotta highlight at least a couple pitchers here. Um, yeah, Newcomb. I liked what he brought to the table. How's about a guy that I've talked way too much about? Didn't get the call till late in the year, but arguably, arguably, had the most impressive performance out of a rookie pitcher, and that's gotta be Lucas Giolito. He only pitched in seven games, but goddamn, a two three eight ERA, thirty four Ks, and forty five innings. I actually got to see him pitch live this year for his last start of the season against the Royals. Um, 
Or I don't know, that might not have been his last start. Not 100% on that. Uh, but, yeah, it was great to see that he was showing up finally. So, can't wait to see what he does at the start of the season because no way he doesn't make the opening day roster now. He's more than ready for that. And if he isn't, well, then you got a problem. Um, but I'll go one more here. How's about Luis Castillo of the Reds? He he had a 312 ERA, 15 starts. I believe he got hurt. Um, but he showed some really electrifying stuff, 98 strikeouts. He's definitely going to be a guy who could potentially get over 200 Ks if he can, you know, stay healthy. So the Reds, that's something to look forward to. Wasn't He came over in the, in the trade with the Marlins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that was exciting to see, but yeah, it was obviously it was the year of the position players and there's going to be plenty to look forward to, but now I kind of want to lead my way into the playoffs and just to keep it prospect related as we always do is I want to talk about who might step up in the playoffs. Um, maybe beyond the obvious of judge and Bellinger, of course, the Yankees and the Dodgers need those two to step up. That's obvious. They have already become cornerstone players. Um, but I think another one, Andrew Benatendi of the Red Sox, he had a good season, 20 homers, 90 RBI, 271 average. Again, would be considered a rookie of the year if it wasn't for, you know, the the highlighted names. But I think he's a guy we can look to step up in the playoffs for Boston. Uh, Boston has a lot of weapons, so it, it, it really takes the pressure off someone like Ben Attendee to come to the plate and maybe drive in a really big RBI. And then the other guy I want to highlight for the play for the playoffs at least, who I'm going to be looking a lot at, uh, is Bradley Zimmer. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. I expect him to get enough to where he can make plenty of an impact. He played in 101 games in the regular season. Um, not incredible numbers: eight homers, 39 RBIs, 2.41 average. But I would love to see him come up in some crucial moments and maybe make a play or two. Not the, well, hell, the Indians might not even need it, considering on the kind of role that they've been on. Uh, the, what then they break? They broke the uh, the strikeout record. They're as a as a whole uh, as their whole uh, pitching roster. Uh, I think they got over what sixteen hundred for the season or something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but what an incredible year for the Cleveland Indians, and we'll see what if they can make another run, another World Series run. We'll see, but that's going to lead me into. If you can't tell, this is a um, what I like to call an all over the all over the place ep- kind of episode. I just, in general, again, wanted to talk about the incredible season from all the young guys we've seen, which is so fun. It's been God, it's been awesome to watch. It really has. If you're if you're if you feel like I do, uh, you know, as like a prospect nerd or whatever the hell you want to fucking call it. Uh, oh shit, sorry. You know what? No, I'm not. That was, that might be the first f bomb on this on this podcast that slipped out. Uh, will I edit that out to be determined? We'll see. Anyways, let's talk a little bit. You know what I want to do? Um, pushing away from the prospects just for a minute here. Um, I want to talk a little bit. I'll get back into it. Don't worry. I want to talk. Just give my uh, some playoff predictions here. Just just a few. Just because that's fun and stupid. And I know Dan would be mad at me right now just because he doesn't like the predictions as much. But that's okay. I think it's all in good fun here. Uh, starting with the wild card games, what I'm expecting, who I think will win, and blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, let me yeah let me just start with the the wild card games, the Twins Yankees tonight, which is I think going to be a close game. 
It's tough because I, I want to say the Twins pull this one out. I really do. Uh, I think they're running on a high. Irvin Santana's had a good year. That's who who's starting tonight. Um, Severino for the Yankees, who's had a tremendous season himself. But I, I'm going to go ahead and say Yankees take this one. You know, they're home. I, I think they're running. They're going to start running on a high, but I don't think they're, their playoff run doesn't go beyond tonight. Uh, I'll also say that. But I'll go ahead and say they win tonight. And then the other wild card game, between the Diamondbacks and Rockies, that's an easy one for me. Diamondbacks all the way. If you're if you're a if if you're a betting man, push on the Diamondbacks. I think they are very underrated, and they have one of the best starting five in the entire majors, which is we know so crucial down the line in the playoffs. Uh, and I even think they have a chance to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, you heard that first here. So, and then can't make too many predictions because we have to wait to see what happens tonight and tomorrow, of course, but. So Cleveland, waiting to see who wins the Yankee Twins series, or excuse me, game. Uh, But no matter what, I say Cleveland comes out of that one. Then we got Houston and Boston. Oh, what a good series. Uh, I will take Boston, though. They were my preseason prediction to make the World Series. I'm going to hold strong on that. And then you've got the Dodgers playing the Dimebacks or the Rockies. They're going to play the Diamondbacks. Um, uh, I hope I'm right. I'm going to sound like a jackass if I'm not right. But... Arizona, I honestly believe it. I mean, everyone's so high on the Dodgers, including myself, and I really believe that it could be their year. I do, but I also believe if there's one team that I think that could take them down, it's the Diamondbacks. Who knows them better than than their their the own team in their division that almost took the division title away from the Dodgers, or at least tried to uh, not almost, but tried to. Uh, so I I think that's a seven I think that's a seven game series. Um, or excuse me, <laughs> a five game. These are best of five, obviously. Uh, I think that goes all the way uh, between the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. And then Cubs, Nationals. We all know I'm going to ride Cubs on that one. And then we'll see what happens from there. That's all the predictions I really could get for now. I'm already pushing the limits on on that. We'll see about the NLCS and the ALCS and who will be in those battles. Uh, but it's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch tonight's game and tomorrow's and everything else is about to happen. Um, more to come on the Diamond the Rough podcast. There is. I know you all thought we were gone, but we're not. We're still alive. We're still here. We're still going strong. Uh, plan on getting some more stuff out there for you guys, of course, with the off season coming up. Um, and figuring out our own personal lives. We we gotta take. We always have to put that first. Uh, you all know that. We appreciate you understanding and appreciate you still listening and all that. Uh, but so now I'll save it for the next episode. Uh, next episode to talk more about uh, who the guys to look out for next season are. I'm not going to get into that just yet. We're still into this season, so we'll wait. Anyways, that's all I've got for you on episode 23. Hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to the Diamond the Rough Podcast. Sam Ostrowski here. Go ahead. Give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at Diamond Podcast. Go to Facebook. Just type in Diamond the Rough Podcast. You'll find us. Send us an email. Haven't gotten one in a while. Come on. Where are the fans at? Send us an email. Diamond in the Rough Podcast at gmail.com. And you could follow me I'm on Twitter. I'm at Ostrowski Sam. Uh, you can follow Dan. He's at Tweet Dan Collins. So go ahead and give us a follow as well if you'd like. I appreciate you listening. This is episode 23. More to come. We'll see. Twins, Yankees tonight. Diamondbacks, Rockies tomorrow. That's all that matters right now. And that will lead us into the division series uh, for the American League and National League. Again, thanks for listening. And I, and maybe Dan, hopefully Dan, talk to you next time.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.